Welcome back, everybody. This is FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and uh, looking forward to uh, talking a little Tout Wars, talking a little uh, uh, hitters improving in the uh, 2017 season with Jeff Zimmerman. And fortunately for me and for the rest of us, We've got him here, this segment. Uh, Jeff Zimmerman, you can find him on Fangraphs. Uh, Jeff, and you can also find him on Twitter. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, this is your, your first time since Tout Wars, right? Uh, we had the big uh, Tout Wars extravaganza with a lot of the uh, participants there. So uh, good, good to have you back, Jeff. And uh, I'm going to preface this whole segment by talking about the fact that your team is just absolutely decimating the uh the mixed league auction uh you're in first place you have been for uh i'd say at least a month and you're up on me i am in second but you're up on me by what uh at 20 points or so haven't uh i should know because i've been That's starting the standing since since sunday yeah it's, yeah it's been an interesting year at one point i was in last place over a month into the season and then finally got some players healthy i still don't have everyone and it just started creeping up and it's kind of been an interesting year with it with especially without the pitching i think some teams thought they could find a little more pitching and it just hasn't been out on that waiver wire there no no it certainly hasn't um as my the big splurge i've made this season well one of two was one was tommy fam which has worked out great the other was Jeff Hoffman, which was just an absolute desperation move because, you, you know, he the first four starts or so, he looked dominant. So I thought, well, I don't know if this is going to hold up. And I actually had some doubts that it would. But I thought just in the event that it does, I want to make sure I get this guy. And, of course, it hasn't really worked out that great. But what, what do you attribute your success to uh, so far? Because, like I said, I mean, you're not just leading. You are blowing us away. So uh, what what if you could, you know, just kind of, I guess simplify in a way, uh, uh, you know, what you think's gone right for you. Uh, what what do you chalk it up to? Um, I think coming into the draft or in the auction, I noticed that everyone there was a lot of stars and scrubs being done, and I found some value in like the twenty to ten dollar range. And with the average player costing about twelve dollars, I was like, well, maybe I can just load up on twelve dollar players from there. And I ended up getting some bigger names. Um, Chris Davis and Posey, which cost me a little bit more, but just ended up with a lot of those players in that 20 to $15 range and paid about $10 for them, and they've been giving me good production. Some of them haven't. Like Jake Lamb's really worked out, and I paid um, like $14 for him and paid 13 for Hosmer, and Hosmer's not been the same. So it's you kind of have to – I mean, some will be good, some will be bad, but that's where I aim to be in that range. And then with pitching, I kind of wanted to try to get two closers – as good as starters as I could and try to aim for a third starter and it's all good. And then um, I hear you talking about um, Justin Wilson getting traded, which will probably hurt me. So that's why I've been just trying to keep those going. And um, I don't know. It seems like everyone's kind of been hurt with, I mean, with issues, my top four, top two pitchers have both spent time on the DL. My top two hitters have both spent time on the DL. So it's, I think I've just struggled with everyone else, but I've just kind of lucked into some players and not, um, been totally decimated by injuries. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'll get back to what you were you were saying to just a minute ago, Jeff. Um, that you, you targeted the middle range, and you know, in retrospect, now you know, I was looking at your roster trying to you know find a theme there, and you you hit it 
really big with a few mid-range players, but also finding some great cheap bargains too. So I think there was a little bit of both of that going on. So I want to talk about specifically uh, some of those players that I think have turned out to be great values in terms of the mid-range ones. You already mentioned Jake Lamb, but you got a $19 Jose Ramirez and a $15 Anthony Rendon. Now, is this just simply a matter of, in, in a sense, sort of lucking out that, you know, you got guys that were in the mid-range and you, did you think they would kind of stay in that mid-range or did you think, oh, these are guys that are, are underpriced who, who I think, you know, have, I have some reason to think they're actually going to be much, much more valuable than this. Truthfully, I had no idea they were going to be that much more <laughs> valuable. I, I mean, I'm, what I found out is most of the time your guys are going to be $10 more, $10 less. And as long as you're, you're going to get some that are great. And like I said, the Posner, some that aren't, you know, and as long as you kind of get in there with that, my main thing with Rendon and Ramirez, which I liked is that they give you steals on top of their home runs. They, you know, were projected for around like 10, which adds up in a mixed league. Like you can't just get zeros. And I was trying to stay away from those type of players. Uh, and on the speed side, I was also trying not to get players that were just speed guys like Eduardo, Eduardo Nunez, and Kevin Kiermaier, which I don't have any more, but at least they give me some home runs. I was just trying to get some of the balanced guys when I was going in there, so I wasn't having to just play the Billy Hamiltons and or Mark Trumbos of the world. I was trying to get more of a balanced team um, with those, and that really kind of has worked out. Jake Lamb really isn't a stealer or Hosmer, but I was trying to get some guys that maybe could give me double-digit steals, and Ramirez is definitely going to give me more than that this year. Well, I, you know, I think that's a an underrated strategy and frankly one I don't employ enough which is you know instead of trying to piece together categories with you know standouts uh you know in the different categories you may also have some weaknesses uh outside of those standout categories you know you you look for the guys who who do go a bit under the radar um and I'm trying to remember who it was and I think it was on this show talking to somebody with somebody about Melky Cabrera um you know, and how he sort of goes under the radar and yet can help you a little bit everywhere. Um, now, in terms of the players that, you know, were just out-and-out out bargains, uh, a $4 Robbie Ray and then zero for Steven Susan and Cody Bellinger. So am I correctly assuming that those were your reserve round guys? Because I'm guessing you didn't get those in fab for zero. No, they were my reserve. Um, starting with Ray, I kind of targeted all Diamondbacks, I even ended up with Shelby Miller, but that didn't work out. But um, their Babbitt was just as bad as the Cubs was good. I expected the whole team to regress, you know, a little bit less um, less um, Tomas out in the outfield. I just expected him to play better defense. And if he could have just – I didn't expect him to get the curveball and go all great, but I expected some improvement from Robbie Ray, his, especially his ERA, if the team could just play some defense behind him, just not be historically bad. So, I mean, I, I kind of had him as about a $10 player going in. I got him for four, and he's been – I mean, he'll be more than 10, but I was happy with what I got. Um, for Souza, I kind of lucked – I didn't think he would get – I don't. well, no one knew he was going to get this kind of plate discipline, which became huge for him. And um, I just thought I was going to get some – again, he was a steals and home runs guy. He gets some steals, some home runs. He's, the steals have kind of disappeared now. But um, he was, again, one of those balanced guys toward late – and with Bellinger, I actually had him as the top player I wanted in the reserve rounds. And I went back to look at the other top wars winners, and they almost all had rookie impact. And 
when I was looking at it, there was two players that really stuck out was Bellinger and Makata. And the deal I had with Makata was I just didn't see him get up to the majors as as much. So I actually spent a lot of time talking to Eric Longenhagen. Can Bellinger play the outfield? Because I didn't think Gonzalez was ever going to move. And he said yes. And I was like, well, I'm just going to take a chance that one of those outfielders or Gonzalez eventually does get hurt, and he can fill in one of those four spots. So he can move in. I didn't know he was going to do this great. This is amazing. I was just like, well, I can get this guy that can come in, give me maybe 20 home runs. And, you know, and that's, that's all I was kind of looking for. I don't think we were look, expecting to find the judge in Bellinger's this year, this great of ones. But, I mean, truthfully, Turner came out last year and gave everyone a ton of steals and really boosted up some teams and Correa the year before. When I look back, those were the guys that gave the teams over the top. So I was like, with our league's rules, where it's really tough to bring in rookies beforehand because you have to start them for that first week. I was wanting to at least get one rookie on my bench, so I just went ahead and had him in place, and then I could um, bring him up that way and go ahead and have one of the top ones that way. So it worked out really well. But um, now he was kind of a target. He went. I looked in labor, and he went in like the fifth or sixth round. So I was like, I'm just going to jump in around early and pick him up then. So I think I got him in the second or third round. Yeah, no, that's. Uh... That's incredible. And I mean, you know, I think back to March and, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, you weren't sure that Bellinger was going to be this great. I mean, I don't know that anybody thought he was going to be this good, but I remember being very excited about him thinking he was going to be one of the, you know, potentially the big impact rookies this year, but thinking, where is he going to crack that lineup even in the outfield? So <laughs> good, good on you to, uh, to take that gamble um, and, and to also have the foresight that Moncada, you know, still wasn't going to be up at this point in the season. Um, well, 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 to, well, just with the yeah. outfield, I'm just going to say just one thing with the outfield is if you do target a rookie, go for the outfielders because you only have to have one of the three of them break right. instead of instead of all three. You know, instead of just one, it's like oh, this you know third baseman. Like, well, the third baseman in front of him has to go down. No, just any of the outfielders have to go down, and possibly even your first baseman or DH if you're an AL. So those are always kind of the guys I like to target that can actually fit into the outfield and. Um, that's all I'd have to say about that is just if you're going for rookies, try to go for outfielders because they just have more of a chance of breaking the team. Okay, yeah, that makes makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, well, Jeff, we've only got a, about a minute left here, so um, I was hoping to ask you some more strategy questions, but I, I want to at least get a, a word or two in about your uh, recent column for fan graphs on hitters who have improved this year over last year. A couple of years, Sousa and Lamb made the list, but uh, – Zach Cozart, Scooter Jeanette, Cam, Cameron Mabin, players that were on the list that you, as I recall, you didn't address in the column. So do you think uh, they've got a chance to maintain what they've done in the second half? Yes, Jeff, with Mabin. Okay. Said, yeah, yeah, Mabin definitely. Um, with Cozart, I don't buy – he's not this good. He made some definite changes. He's showing some power. But he's almost the same player as last year. It's it's really bad if his his average is really driving almost everything he's doing. Like I said, it's a little bit of a power change, but his batting average is driving everything. And he's hitting the ball just as hard. He's not hitting more line drives. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of regression from last year, but he, I really don't buy it. And, and Scooter Jeanette, he, he's kind of the same way. He's got some improvement, but he hasn't shown this big thing that um, <laughs> Scott Kizzler has. Jeff, I've really... 